morning. Good morning, everybody. I pray God's blessings are upon you and your family. Pray that God's blessings are permeating even the atmosphere of your home, your work, and wherever you reside. I pray that his strength and his purpose are inundating your life and that you feel refreshed, that you feel renewed, that you feel blessed. Wherever you are that you're hearing this message, I pray that God's strength will envelop you, that his arms will be wrapped around you, that you'll dwell in the secret place of the Most High God and abide under the shadow of the Almighty, even in this moment. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. We thank you for your people, every listener that is being receptive to this message right now. Touch their hearts and their minds, Lord. Strengthen them wherever they are. Lord, allow them to be awakened to their purpose on this morning. Let them know that they're not here by accident, but that you have a purpose for their lives, that their destiny is still in play, that they may be strengthened and encouraged. Lord, invigorate the light inside of each and every one of us that we might be able to execute the design and the plan that you have for each and every one of us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I pray that you will join us in the word. We're going to Romans, the 13th chapter, and we'll be looking at verses 11 and 12. Again, that's Romans 13, and we'll be looking at verses 11 and 12. Romans 13, chapter 13, verse 11 and 12 read, it says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. May the Lord bless the hearers of his word. It's time to unpause your purpose. That's what I want to talk about to, to you about on today. Unpausing your purpose. We've been sharing in the last quarter of this year that is 2020, it's the final quarter. And during the final quarter of any activity or, or any sporting event, time is of the essence. It is important to embrace the importance of how short time is when you're in the final quarter of any event. Well, we're in the final quarter of 2020, and for a great deal of this year, it feels like our lives have been on pause. We, have to, we had to stay home for a while. We, we couldn't go out to certain places. We couldn't engage in certain activities. We couldn't meet with people. And certain things that we ordinarily would have done in 2020, we did not do. We did not participate in. It's as if we were living our life with the pause button depressed. Our life had been paused. Many of us, the unfortunate reality of that is that when we live in a pause position, you can become accustomed to where you are. You can get accustomed to not doing anything. I remember, you remember the challenge where they were playing the music and then everybody would just stay still, the mannequin challenge. It's as if 2020 has been a year-long mannequin challenge. We've been stuck in one position, and we've been unable to make any moves. And you know what? The devil is not afraid of us as long as our life and our purpose is on pause. 
as long as we are doing a lifelong mannequin challenge where we exist, but yet we are making no moves. I'm telling somebody right now, it's time to unpause your purpose. It's time to make some moves. It's time to make some moves. Why don't you hashtag that? Why don't you share that with somebody? Why don't you go ahead and, and, and tag them into this, into this broadcast right now? Because the word of the Lord, it may be speaking to someone who feels like their purpose is on pause. And I'm telling you this morning, it's time to unpause your purpose. It's time to move in the realm of what God would desire us to do. It's time to exercise the dominion that God has given us over our own lives. It's time for us to stop waiting. It's time for us to stop sleeping inside our purpose. The word here is in Romans 13. It says in verse 11a, it says that now is high time to awake out of sleep. It's time to stop sleeping. It's time to wake up to your assignment. Wake up to your assignment. Your assignment does not go away simply because you're sleep. Your assignment does not diminish or your, your, your assignment does not dissipate simply because you're in a pause position. You still have an assignment. I have an assignment. Why don't you say that to yourself? I have an assignment. And that assignment does not go away simply because you're sleeping, simply because your life is on pause, simply because it's 2020. The assignment remains. Jesus says, the, the, truly, he said, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. 2020 certainly has been a test of the metal of those who truly want to work for God. It's been a test of your tenacity. It's been a test of your faith. Because 2020 has given everybody who has laziness anywhere in their mind an opportunity to pause and stop doing what God assigned them to do. The work of the missionary should not pause. The work of the preacher, the, witch, the work of the witness, the work of the Christian should not pause. You are yet on assignment. You yet have things to do. You yet have things to accomplish. And your assignment does not stop simply because of what year it is. Yes, it's 2020. Yes, there's a pandemic. But you still have an assignment. You still have a purpose. And that assignment does not pause. It does not stop simply because of our environment, simply because of what we're dealing with. Sometimes we have to understand the work of the enemy. It may not have been the devil who's the author of the pandemic, but he can cause us to adopt mindsets that are contrary to what God desires us to live and believe inside the pandemic. He can, we can use that as an excuse to stop working. We can use that as an excuse to stop getting better. We can use that as an excuse to stop reaching people. We can use that as an excuse to put off what God told us to do. How many of you have put off your assignment and what God told you to do simply because it's 2020? Because there's a pandemic. I'll have to wait. I'll have to put that off. You are giving yourself permission to sleep. On your assignment. You're giving yourself permission to pause your purpose. And I'm telling you today, it's time to unpause your purpose. The writer here, the word says, it says, wake up. Now is high time to wake up out of sleep. How many of you know you can be awake and conscious 
but you're still asleep if you're not operating in your purpose. You can be awake. You can be conscious, but you're still asleep if you're not operating in your purpose. It's like having a test in front of you and the test is sitting in front of you and you're awake. You're alive. Your eyes are open. But you're not working on the test. You're sitting there looking at the clock. You're biding your time. You're doodling inside the margins. But you're not working on the assignment that is in front of you. And some of us with our lives, we're doing that right now. We're awake. We're sitting up. We're counted present. But we're not working on the assignment. We're looking, staring off into space. We're watching the clock. We're doodling in the margins of our lives. But we are not performing and working on the assignment that God has placed before you. The word says it's high time to wake up. Come out of your sleep. Come out of your stupor. Bible says you did run well. Wherein is it that you abandoned the truth? In other, other words, why did you stop doing what God assigned you to do? Do you think God stops taking score in the middle of a pandemic? If we were to die in a pandemic, can we go to heaven and say, can we go before the judgment seat and say, Lord, I would have done that, but there was a pandemic. I would have worked on my son, but Lord, you know, 2020, everything seemed to go wrong in 2020. I would have reached the people you told me to reach. I would have lived according to how you told me to live, but Lord, there was so much racial tension and there was so much going on with the election. And, and, and in the middle of all of that, Lord, I, I just thought you'd give me a pass on working on my purpose. What type of excuse will we give to God for failing to continue to pursue the purpose that God has poured into our lives? It's time to unpause. It's high time to wake up. It's time to stop staring into space. It's time to stop watching the clock. It's time to stop doodling in the margins of your life. And it's time to put your hand to the work that God assigned you in your purpose. See, sometimes we awake and conscious and you look the part, but you're not doing anything. Remember one time my brother and I, we always laugh about uh, an incident that we had. We were inside of Walmart and we were urgently trying to find an item. We get inside Walmart. We're looking up the aisles, up and down the aisles. We cannot find the item. And, and, and suddenly we see a person at Walmart who has one of those jackets on. The Walmart jacket with the name on the front and on the back, it says, can I help you? Can I be of assistance? So we're like, okay, we go to this person with the jacket on, with Walmart on the front, with can I help you on the back. We talk to the guy and we're like, hey, can we find such and such? Do you, can you tell us where this is? The guy said, man, psh, I don't know where that is. He said, I just started working here. He looked the part. He was at work getting paid, so he was on assignment. But he could not assist us. He could not fulfill his own purpose for being there. How many of us are like that Walmart associate? We're on the clock. We're getting paid. 
We're receiving blessings. We're receiving benefits. We got the jacket on with the Walmart emblem, the logo. Our name is on the front. On the back, it says, can I help you? But you can't help anybody. Can't help anybody. You got your I love Jesus shirt on on the front. You got can I lead you to Jesus on the back. But you have no power. You have no knowledge. You're wearing that shirt, but then people see you cussing everybody else out. You're out there in the field. You're awake. But you're not fulfilling your purpose. You're not demonstrating what is necessary to fulfill your assignment. Just because you're awake, just because you're conscious and just because you're present does not mean you're fulfilling your purpose. It's high time to wake up. Stop staring into space. Stop staring at the clock. Stop doodling in the margins of your life and put our hands to the grindstone to fulfill the purpose that God has assigned for each and every one of us. Some of us, we're tired. We're tired and it's okay to be tired. But make sure you're tired while operating in what God told you to do. Sometimes we're tired because we're fiddling. We're doing things that are not necessary. Remember Mary and Martha? Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha was saying, Lord, will you tell her to come help me? Jesus said, Martha, you are troubled with many things, but she's chosen the important part. Martha was tired, too. And many of us are like Martha. We're tired, but we're working on frivolous things. We're working on things that are not part of our assignment. We're busy trying to get back people who hurt us. We're wasting our energy hating on people who don't even know us. We're still holding on to hurt from our past and we're trying to get back people who hurt us two, five, ten years ago. We're wasting our energy on things that do not matter. We're wasting our things on frivolous things. The word says it's not money that is the root of all evil. It is the love of money. It is the pursuit of money. If that's the only thing you're chasing, yes, you're tired. And yet you're not, you're still not fulfilling your purpose. Jesus told Martha, Mary has chosen the important part. The Bible says, set your affections on things above, not on things of this earth. Are you wasting your energy and your time on things that do not matter? It's okay to be tired, but make sure you're tired for the right reason. You're tired because you're consecrating. You're tired because you're praying. You're tired because you're reaching out to other people. You're tired because you're busy with outreach trying to tell other people about God. You're tired because you're trying to live a life in front of your children, in front of your family, in front of your loved ones, in front of your friends and your co-workers that shows that Christ lives on the inside. You're tired because you're working. You're tired because you have your hand to the grindstone of your purpose. Not because you're engaging in frivolous things. Make sure, like Mary, you are choosing the important part And the reason you're exhausted, the reason you're tired, is because you're doing what God asked you to do. Some people use excuses for not fulfilling their purpose. Some people use what we call red herrings. It's like a side argument that's really not related to what is being asked of you. Say, are you are you are you are you fulfilling your purpose? You can say, well, I'm growing. 
Well, growing goes in a lot of directions. Ingrown toenails are growing. Those hairs are growing. But are they growing in the right direction? Are they being fruitful? Are they fulfilling a purpose? You say, well, I'm talented. Talented can go many different ways. It's like the movie. Have you ever watched the movie Hancock? It's a superhero who has no purpose. He has all of these powers, but he's not helping anybody. He's he's drinking and smoking and living his life, doing what he wants to do, taking what he wants to take, destroying property. Doing all kinds of things that are harmful to society. He has power. He has strength, but he's not helping anybody. I look at that movie and I got new context with it. Many of us are just like Hancock. We're very powerful, but we have no purpose. Very powerful, but we have no purpose. We have influence, but we're not wielding our influence in a manner that helps show people the light of Jesus Christ. Instead of using our influence to reach people, we're using our influence to swindle people. We're using our our influence to take advantage of people. We're using our influence for inappropriate relationships and we're using our influence to dominate over people who are weaker minded. We're using our influence for our own personal financial gain. We're using our influence so we can be more popular on social media, but we're not wielding our influence for the purpose of showing people the light of Jesus Christ. It's okay to be talented. It's okay to be powerful. But make sure that you're using your talent and your power and wielding it in a manner that shows people not who you are. But that Christ is living on the inside of you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Making sure that you're not allowing your talents and your gifts and your powers. To simply flash a flash a spotlight on your flesh. Because if you do that at some point. You're going to be exposed. I don't care what you do. You can be a singer. You can be a preacher. No matter what you do. If you continuously allow your flesh to be in the spotlight, at some point you're going to be exposed. The only safety that you can find is behind the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole within nothing but the blood of Jesus? All precious is that flow that makes me white as snow, that washes away my sins. Oh, what what found I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. Instead of exposing people to your flesh, instead of exposing people to yourself, expose them to Jesus Christ. Don't lift yourself up, but he said, if I be lifted up. I'll draw all men unto myself. Make sure that you're on assignment with your power. Make sure you're using your talent for God's purpose. Because the moment that you allow it to make yourself bigger, to make your flesh be exposed, you'll find exposure that you do not want. You'll find yourself embarrassed. And you'll find your life out of line with Jesus Christ. Make sure you're wielding your power in the right direction. Make sure you never forget how powerful you are either. Don't sleep on your power. Don't misuse your power, but don't sleep on it either. We talked about it the other week, about the eagle that that grew up with the chickens. He couldn't peck like the other chickens. Couldn't eat like the other chickens. 
He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't even make the same noises as the other chickens. Because he was not a chicken. He was misappropriating his strength. He had lost sense of his own power. He was unaware of his talents and his gift. Because it was hidden. Because of who he associated with. Finally took the farmer pushing him off the height of the barn. Before the eagle extended its wings. And recognized it could fly much higher. It was much more powerful than it could imagine. And I came to share that with somebody right now because you're in a fearful place. The devil wants to make you think you're not powerful, but I want to let you know you're more powerful than you think. You have more influence than you can imagine because it's not you. It's the Christ is working on the inside of you. Don't continue to sit and peck with the chickens when God has given you the power to soar with the eagles. Don't misuse your power, but also don't allow your power to go to waste. God is counting on you to use your power, to use your influence, to use your authority to reach somebody else. I need somebody right now to understand the importance of now. Now, the urgency of right now. Because some of you are waiting on 2020 to get over. Some of you are waiting on the virus to subside. Some of you are waiting for the pandemic to close. You're waiting on, you're waiting on, on, on the virus to, to no longer be an issue. You're waiting on the antidote. You're hoping that these medical companies can come through. And you're not trusting in God. You still have your purpose on pause. You still are sleeping on your assignment. But I want you to understand the urgency of right now. The scripture says, for now, verse 11, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The time is coming. The time is upon us to move inside our assignment, to move inside our purpose. The time is now. Hashtag that. The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. I hope that you'll speak that to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror as it relates to what God told you. Look at yourself as a, in the mirror as it relates to the purpose and destiny that God has assigned for you. The time is now. Because it's not getting any earlier. It's getting later. You're as young as you'll ever be and, you, and you're older than you ever were at this moment. Time is getting later. You can't retrieve time. It's not an asset that you can retrieve. It's not a, an asset that can be recovered. Once it's gone, it's gone and it cannot be recovered. It's the most valuable asset on earth because nobody can wind back the clock. So it's important and precious how you use your time. That's why the time can be not more, can't, can't be any more, any more urgent than it is right now. It can't be any more important to use your time right now, to use it wisely. The scripture is here saying that it, it before, at the time you believed, the time was already late, but now it's even later than it was before. Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. The time is now. The time is now. Remember the man at the pool of Bethesda who had been lame for 38 long years? And when Jesus asked him if he would be healed, he said he gave him an excuse. He said, I have no man 
to put me in the pool. What excuse are you using? What excuse are you using that is allowing you to sleep on your assignment? What excuse are you using that's allowing you to keep your purpose on pause? What's your excuse? Because while you're out there making excuses, feeling good about yourself because there are circumstances that would cause you not to be able to accomplish what God told you to do. While you're sleeping, while you're pausing, time is yet running. The clock is not on pause. And as long as the clock is running, your assignment is still on. The time is now. The man who was at the pool waiting on somebody to put him in. He told Jesus he didn't have anybody to put him in. In other words, he he was saying to himself, and I want you to get this. I am going to accept being lame until someone puts me in. I have accepted my I have adopted a mindset that I am going to remain lame. I am going to remain where I am until someone puts me in. How many of you have a lame mindset? How many of us are saying, I'll do this when somebody else does that? I'll do this when somebody gives me that. I'll do this when my ship comes in, when my money comes through. I'll do this when I'm a certain age. I'll do this once I'm married. I'll do this once I have a certain job. I'll do this once I have a certain portfolio. I'll do this once I have a 401k. How many of us have adopted a lame mindset that I cannot accomplish my purpose until another man does something for me? To another man gives me something. To another man puts me in or another man puts me on. To another man accepts who I am or gives me what I think I need. How many of us have adopted this lame mindset? It's a lame mindset because the word tells me I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Jesus said, you haven't asked anything in my name, but he said, if you ask it in my name, that your joy may be full. He said, and nothing will be impossible to you. When I'm doing God's will, the word says we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, for them who are the called according to his purpose. I don't have to wait on any man to do what God told me to do. I don't have to pause my assignment because I'm waiting on a man. I don't have to sleep inside my purpose because I'm waiting on somebody else. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. God will make sure that I have everything that I need to complete my assignment, to pursue my purpose. I don't have to put it on pause because of a pandemic. I don't have to sleep on it in the middle of an election season. I can keep doing what God told me to do. I have no excuse to pause my purpose. I want to tell somebody this, and I'm going to let you go. First, I told you, you need to wake up to your assignment. You need to understand the urgency or the importance of now. Now is the time. Final thing I want to tell you is that you need to embrace your dream. Embrace it. What has God given you to do? 
And why are you not doing it? Question one, what has God given you to do? And number two, why are you not doing it? There are great plans, businesses and projects inside of you waiting to get out. And while you think you're waiting on God, God is waiting on you. You think you're waiting on God, but God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to be ready. Some things we're waiting for in our lives, God hasn't given us yet because we don't have the right processes yet. We don't have the right processes. He knows if he gave you that money that you praying about, you'd spend it all in a six months and you'd be broke again. Because you don't have the right process. You don't have the right mindset as it relates to money. So many people win the lottery and then they're broke again. Why? Not because they didn't have the resources. They didn't have the right processes. They didn't have the right pattern of how to use things and how to use resources. Many of us, we lack resources because we lack the proper pattern to appropriately use the resources that we already have. Some of you, you don't know how to deal with a thousand, but you think you know how to deal with a million. Do you have the proper processes to deal with what you have? And if you're not exercising those processes now, what makes you think you'll responsibly use it just because you have more money? Some of us, we don't have the right attitude. You want to be a supervisor, but you don't have the right attitude. You almost cuss people out every day in the position you're in now. How much more pressure will be on you if you're in a supervisory role? You don't have the right, you don't have the right attitude. You need to work on your attitude. If you're the, if you're the person that's mad to come to work, don't expect them to promote you. They promote people that are excited about their job. They promote people who are happy where they are. They don't need you over people and be mad to come to work. You may need to work on your attitude. Work on your processes. Work on your attitude. Work on how you expend your resources right now. Because I come to tell you, many of us think that we're waiting on God. But God said, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you so that you'll know how to handle more. I'm waiting on you so that you'll know how to deal with more people. I'm waiting on you. Because you would, if God exposed you right now to what you think you want, you would lose it and be frustrated. Because the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. I want you to get this if you don't get anything else. You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Closing here, remember, a dream without a plan is a wish. Just like faith without works is dead. Being alone. If you have a vision, if you have a purpose, if you have a dream, write it down, make it plain. Because until you write it and begin to work on what God has placed in your heart and in your mind, it's simply a wish. It's simply faith that has no works. And without works, it's dead. Being alone. Leave you with this. The the final thing I want to share with you is Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Understand the plan of the devil. The plan of the enemy is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To kill, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Inside of stealing is something he steals that we've been talking about is he steals your time. He steals your time. 
How does he steal your time? Sometimes he steals your time with distractions. He steals your time with distractions. You're saying you want to go to another level, but you spend 40% of your day on social media. What, where are you trying to get? You're surfing social media half the day. How do you think that that's playing into your plan? How do you think that that's getting you to your purpose? How do you think that's causing you to work on your assignment? You're allowing the devil to steal your time. You're allowing the devil to distract you. I'm closed with this story. There was a, a movie I was watching. And while I was watching this movie, the superhero, the, the hero of, the, of the, the protagonist, the hero of the story, he heard that the enemy was going to be in a certain section of town. He heard that and people kept telling him, he said, the enemy's going to be over here. The enemy has, has challenged you to be here. And he, and he kept hearing this and he kept listening. And he finally decided, well, I'm going to go meet the adversary where he is. So he goes to meet with the adversary. He goes to meet with the enemy. He goes to meet with the antagonist in the store. And all of you, you have antagonists, you have haters, you have people who are working against you. Don't be distracted by your enemy. Don't be distracted by your haters. Don't be distracted by those people who are working against your purpose. He goes to, to fight with the, with the enemy. He goes to fight with them. And while he's there, he's engaged with combat. He's engaged in battle with the enemy. And as he's been engaged with him for about 60 minutes, all of a sudden, he hears the sound of a bank alarm going off on the other side of town. They make him knowledge. Somebody tells him that says a bank is being robbed on the opposite side of town. All of a sudden, there's a, there's a pallor look on the face of your hero. There's a pale look on his face as he recognizes that the enemy didn't really want to fight him. All the enemy was doing was stealing his time. He was distracting him from his purpose and he was accomplishing a mission on the other side of town because the hero was distracted. The enemy had successfully stolen his time. I say that to you because the Bible says we must lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. That means that there's some things that just are distractions. They may not be sins, but they're distractions. I want you to be focused on that this week. Watch out for distractions. Distractions to your purpose. Distractions to your assignment. Distractions to you fulfilling the will that God has for your life. Some of us, we're on guard for the big things. We're on guard for the explosions. We're on, we're, we're on guard for, for, for the, the problems in our life. The emergencies in our life. If the devil came along, my dad often said, if he came along with horns and a pitchfork, then we know it's him. But sometimes he comes as an annoying co co-worker who takes you out of your element and causes you not to behave like yourself. Sometimes he comes as a compounding of problems. You got the flat tire and then the and the brakes stop working, and then uh, the alternator goes out. And in the middle of that, you lose hope. You lose focus on your assignment. Sometimes he comes as an inappropriate relationship. 
And it's not the, the relate. Sometimes we we so focused on the relationship, we don't re- recognize the distraction. Oh, that's that's fornication. That's adultery. That's that. that those are sins. That, that, I'm not saying that's OK. But while you're focusing on the sin, you're losing the fact that you were distracted from your purpose. You were distracted from your assignment. You didn't do what God told you to do because the devil was successful in stealing your time. Please understand the urgency of now. Now is the time. Now is the season. It may not look convenient on the outside. You may have allowed the pandemic to distract you from your purpose. Please understand when 2020 is over, you still have an assignment. You still have a purpose. All while this pandemic is going on, you still have an assignment. You still have a purpose. And I want to give it to you, make it urgent for you. There are people that are waiting on you. There are people that are waiting on you. You have a unique voice. You have a unique testimony. And some people, they'll never listen to a preacher. They may never walk inside a church, but they're waiting on you in your life, in your example, to show them the way to Jesus Christ. They're waiting on you. Don't lose sight of your purpose. Don't fall asleep on your assignment. Because in the middle of a pandemic, your purpose is still important. I implore you, unpause your purpose today. Wake up. It's high time to wake up and pursue the assignment that God has for each and every one of you. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for these destiny moments. Lord, we're our own plans, our own designs, our own human thoughts and flesh ran headlong into your word. Lord, let us seize this destiny moment to be reminded of our purpose, to be reminded of our assignment, to remember that regardless of what's going on in the world, God, you already knew it. You're omniscient. You know all things. You're omnipresent. You know you're everywhere. And you're omnipotent. Lord, you're all powerful. Our purpose has not been paused in the middle of a pandemic. Help us to unclog the lines. Help us to unpause our purpose. Help us to wake up. Stop staring into space. Stop watching the clock. Stop doodling in the margins of our lives. And put our hands to the assignment that you have for each and every one of us. Lord, if there's someone today who is not saved, You know that your life is not in line with Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, just lift your hands with me and pray this prayer. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. And I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for all of my sin. Please forgive me. Lord, I need you to wash my heart, wash my mind. Wash me all over, Lord. Create within me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ 
was crucified. He died and was buried, but rose again with all power in his hand. And today I claim him as my savior and my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart and I'll make you my savior and my Lord. If you said that prayer with conviction, you said that prayer by faith, then I declare something wonderful for you today. You are saved. You are sanctified. Your life is brand new. God is renewing your mind. He's renewing your strength. And he's putting you on the path of purpose that he's designed for you. I pray that you'll become attached to a church, join an assembly of believers. You can even join us virtually here at Bright Temple. Just text Bright Temple all together, no spaces, to 66866. Again, type Bright Temple together, both words together, no spaces, to 66866. And become a virtual part of this membership where you can be encouraged and grow into what God desires you to be. Most of all, for each of you, I pray that you were blessed by the words that you heard on this morning. I pray that you'll be strengthened and encouraged, and I pray this word has pushed you along the path of destiny that God has designed for you. Whatever you do, wake up in the morning and say, now is the time, because it's time to unpause your purpose. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.